This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, I'm getting a bit croaky, aren't I? Um, hey, uh, we're watching the Pirate Planet. We're down the end of episode three where K9, who's a robot dog, is shooting at a robot parrot um, who is dropping laser plops on him. Um, or however that works. Uh, <laughs> it's madness. I kind of love how mad it is. Um, so the doctor and Chemus go into this room where there is this anciently old woman in a gold cloak kind of like collapsed in a chair. Um, and the doctor says there are time dams around her. And uh, the doctor says it's Queen Zanxia suspended in the last few seconds of her life. Um, then the doctor finds a hatchway. Uh, meanwhile, the nurse uh, asks the captain how much longer they have to wait. Um, and the doctor in the big chamber with the old woman says to keep the dams running, they need the energy of entire planets but there must be more to it um, which is when K9 comes in and he's got the parrot in his mouth I mean just sort of stuck on there like with blue tech or something but it's like you know a dog going to fetch a partridge in, you know, oh my god it's so cute and kind of gross uh, <laughs> at the same time <laughs> Um, so the doctor sends Chemus and K9 to the engine room to sabotage the engines. The doctor's going to see the captain. And he picks up like this little projector thing that he finds on the the dais where the old woman is in the gold cloak in the time dams. Um, the doctor returns to the captain and implies his colleagues are kaput. And then the captain asks about his polyphase avatron. And the doctor hands him the dead robot parrot. Oh. 
Oh, that's the Pulich face Avatron. That's what it's called. Uh, the captain is sad and furious and says the doctor will pay with every last drop of blood by the great parrot of Hades. There's a parrot in Hades? Um, anyway, the captain determines that the doctor is guilty and then extends a plank that he has to walk. So the doctor is marched up to it. It's a thousand foot drop. And the doctor's like, you don't realise you have to listen to me. And the captain starts shooting at his feet and the doctor falls off the plank End of the episode. Oh, my God. How, like, I can't believe it's taken until the very end of episode three for us to see a plank. Um, but there it is. Uh, so straight on to episode four, part four. Uh, we're in the recap. The Doctor has to walk the plank again. Uh, and after the Doctor falls, because they're callous, um, the Captain, the Nurse and Fibuli are all laughing hysterically. They're like, nah, ha, 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 he fell off the plank. Um, and then they hear the Doctor laughing along with them and he's on the other side of the room holding that projector thing that he picked up from the uh, old woman's chamber. Uh, then he turns it on uh, and the pro- projection of himself is back on the plank and so like he turns it on and off it's like nah that wasn't me that was a projection uh, and he says we're not all quite what we seem uh he says the image it projects might almost be real and he goes he can switch off the image of another apparently real person in the room so he does and the nurse goes all flickery but she doesn't disappear and she goes mm, good try my new body has almost achieved fully corporeal form and so she orders the guards to seize the doctor. Uh, so Romana, Mula, and the Mentiads have arrived at the door to the bridge, and they the Mentiads open up with their psychic powers, um, and the guards track them. Uh, but the Mentiads use their brain farts to knock them out—a <laughs> little landslide, like just rocks start falling um, from the hill. The nurse orders Fibuli to fix the psychic blocking machine. Uh, one of the guards has survived a little rockfall and begins shooting at the Mentiads, who've lost their powers because Fibuli's turned on the machine, obviously. Um, by some miracle of luck, one of the Mentiads is hit by the guard's weapon. This is the only guard in the entire on the entire planet who can shoot straight. Or maybe he was aiming for like something else entirely and accidentally hit a Mentiad. That seems more rational. Um, Romana grabs the gun off Muller and shoots him, um, which seems a little bit full on for Romana, but she looks a bit concerned about what she's just done. So that's kind of okay? I don't know. Uh, the doctor calls the nurse Zanxia, the tyrant queen of Zanak, and says all of these things sound a bit like prescriptions. Um, <laughs> that, that that old, she goes, that old thing isn't me. And the doctor's like, this new body isn't stable. And the doctor says, it won't work. The time dams won't work. She says, I will live forever. And she then she slaps him because, you know, that's what happens if you argue with the tyrant queen um she presses a button on her belt and the captain's arm jumps to life and the doctor tells the captain he's being used for her dirty work um and the doctor's like you can't live forever and she's like i hollowed out my own world and destroyed all those others to live forever and the doctor says the power needs of the time dams are exponential there isn't enough matter in the universe to keep them going forever and she's like you're lying um the doctor asks the captain what he thinks and then she presses a button that turns the captain off and on again uh he kind of like collapses and then jumps back up uh mentiads are approaching and uh the queen zanxia uh who's not a nurse now we realize um tells the captain to deal with them and he has some weird moment where he's fighting with his own robot arm and then uh when she tells him again to deal with them uh the captain orders mr fibula to seal off the bridge the management structure here is not okay (laughs) 
<laughs> like, it seems a bit overblown and redundant. Like, they're all, like, in eyesight of one another and earshot. But it's like, you tell him, and then he tells you, and then uh, it, it's not okay. Um, it's like working at Channel 7. Uh, as the Mentiads roam around, uh, Moolah says to Romana that she gets the feeling the Doctor is not in control. Um, Zanxia, meanwhile, says they're impregnable, and the powerless Mentiads will be picked off by the guards. Uh, then she asks the captain if Caliofrax is entirely rendered, and the captain asks Mr. Fibuli, who says yes. See, terrible management structure. This is not okay. They're, it's going to be very bad uh, for productivity if they're going to have to go through all these steps to get anything done. Uh, then she asks Fibuli if uh, they've found a planet to mine PJX-18. Okay, so now she's addressing him directly. Like, I don't understand the management structure. Like, when is she allowed to talk to him? When is she not? Um, and the doctor's like, PJX-18, that's quartz. And Zanxia's like, Captain, make the jump immediately. And the doctor's horrified because the next planet they mine will be Earth. He says, there are big Billions and billions of people. You can't be that insane. Um, while he sneakily opens the door to the bridge. Uh, Zanxia, the captain and Fibuli are too busy um, organising the jump. Um, so they don't notice. And the captain says it'll take 10 minutes to set the coordinates. And Fibuli explains why the Mentians are powerless. Because, you know... We might have missed the last episode, so he just tells us again about his, you know, weird crystal radio set that blocks their powers. Um, at which point, Fibuli notices the door and the doctor says, oh, I'll close it, and presses the button and ducks through. <laughs> and the captain's like shouting, oh, he's escaped. And Zanxia's like, leave him. There's no time. It's nine minutes until we squish the earth. Um, the doctor meets up with Romana and explains about the psychic interference, uh, which is when Kemus turned up. Uh, apparently, they haven't been able to get into the engine room and K-9 has exhausted his batteries shooting at the door. Like a dog, chasing a car, doesn't know what he's going to do with it if he gets it. Um, it's completely pointless, but does it anyway. Um, the doctor leads everyone down to the engines and finds K-9 all run down and then tries to get him to set up uh, an interference wave to let the Mentiads access their power, but his batteries are flat. But... Then he tells the doctor there's a power cable behind him, so just plug me in. So he does. There's a lot of faffing about for nothing. Um, uh, so it's not enough power, but it's building. Um, Romana reminds the doctor of when they arrived that neither of them could materialize, neither the planet nor the TARDIS. And the doctor's like, oh, yes. So he makes Pralix read his mind and he's thinking of a bent fork for some reason. Um, and then they run off to the TARDIS. Uh, the doctor and Romana go down the inertia corridor, chased by guards. And at the end, the doctor turns off the inertia thingy uh and the guards go flying into the wall and he calls it newton's revenge uh fibula is furiously bashing away at a machine and tells the captain that something's counter jamming the psychic jammer which reminds me of like when i used to do gigs with lovely brad oaks who would say um please turn off your mobile phone because if it rings there's a jammer here um his name's gary and he will jam it up your anyway uh <laughs> stupid joke but i used to love it um so the captain orders the counter jammer destroyed um and when it's pointed out to them the guards might not know what a counter jammer looks like he just yells destroy everything very douglas adams uh romana and the doctor are flying in the car and she asks who newton is and doctors oh isaac i uh, dropped an apple on his head from a tree once to help him discover gravity and it didn't work so i had to explain it to him over dinner <laughs> Um, the Mentiads are still too weak to move the door and Pralix is concentrating on the Doctor's mind. Uh, Chemus is frantic and 
K9 says the counter jamming field is increasing slowly. In the TARDIS, the Doctor sets the controls for Earth, uh, including... He's learned his lesson, uh, the synchronic feedback and the multi-loop stabiliser. And then he tells Romana to watch the warp oscilloscope and gravity dilation meter. So they'll go as soon as it looks like Zanak is going. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Are they going to be able to interfere and stop it? We'll find out in the next episode. Oh, this is so exciting. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.